It's a football podcast with Safed Dean. Tuesday morning, he's dropping an Instagram message. When's the video going to drop, Tom? I thought we were waiting for a video. I thought you had some big production in the mix. Tyler Dragon. In order to keep up with the Joneses, you got you trying to be a Jones. You got to get that Super Bowl. And Josina Anderson. I just love the fact that Joe Burrow came in there with that chain. He came in there with house money. Each week, our USA Today Sports Plus Insiders Talk X's analyze O's and bring you behind the scenes. Exclusive, entertaining, insightful, because they know football. But what's it called? It's a football podcast. All right, we got two teams left standing for the Super Bowl. Tom Brady has officially retired, but the NFL received some bombshell news in the lawsuit former Miami Dolphins coach Brian Flores has alleged against the NFL and three NFL teams, um, you know, hoping to shed light on racial injustices inside NFL circles, inside hiring and firing and interviewing practices for jobs within the league. Um, Josina Tyler, obviously, is a very, very serious ad- allegation here, a really momentous moment for uh, Flores, a coach now turning himself into an activist and the NFL, which really has to, um, you know, look, it's uh, look itself in, in the mirror here um, and, and really address these situations with minority candidates. Um, Tyler and Josina, I guess, what are some of your first thoughts on? You know, this this lawsuit, you know, presented by Brian Flores, a class action suit that he ultimately hopes other people join him in, in as well. This is not a problem unique to the NFL. This is a societal problem. And the NFL is a microcosm of society. There are racial injustices and racial biases and hiring practices all over the country. But specifically, when we're talking about the NFL, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. All you do is have to look at the amount of coaches in the National Football League and see how many black coaches are coaching. And right now, it is a disgrace, uh, to put it, Frank, what uh, Warren Moon told me at Hall of Famer, that we only have one black head coach in the National Football League. And then you look across the landscape, we have, what, 32 white, I mean, 30 white owners or so. And it's just, you know, really a disgrace. And it starts at the top. It has to be at the top. Um, we need, you know, uh, more minority owners. You know, we have, you know, Pagula with the Bills and uh, Shad Khan with the, you know, Jacksonville Jaguars. But there is zero black owners in the National Football League. And when they're in those meetings and having those coaching coaching discussions, they're hiring people who look like them, talk like them, have the same background as them. And the odd people out are always African-Americans. And it's a shame because over 70% of NFL players are black. And when you look at the sidelines, at least in the head coaching ranks, you only have one. And the only one that is is a Super Bowl winning head coach. So that is the standard that you have to perform at. And that's the level that you have to be at to have a job and maintain a job is to win a Super Bowl. 
I mean, it's just, you know, a shame. It really is. I don't like the the reference minority. Anytime I hear it, I always say that. Um, I, I just, I, I don't like the term. <laughs> I think that there's nobody that's minor and together uh, people of color are, are not the minority anyways. Um, and I've never uh, examined any census uh, information to, um, you know, be sure uh, what group is uh, of what percentage in total. So that's just how I feel about that. Uh, secondly, when it comes to uh, Brian Flores and, um, you know, the, the lawsuit that is out there, the comments that he made on CBS today and other networks, um, you know, I thought that it took a lot of courage to, uh, you know, put a face on it um, and also uh, to, you know, put his allegations in public. Um, at the same time, you know, the 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 construct of the class action lawsuit is is racial um, discrimination. And as I was talking to a league source uh, yesterday, someone I've known for many years um, and someone you would talk to when it comes to cases like this, um, one of the things that they continuously kept underlining was that you, you still have to connect all of that to it being because of his race. You know, there's different allegations of misbehavior. There's different allegations of embarrassment, um, you know, breaking rules that are accepted within the National Football League, including the Rooney Rule and things like that, potentially. Um, but he also has to show that all of that was because of his race. And even the exchanges uh, with uh, uh, Bill Belichick, I think that there needs to be more discovery to ask Bill Belichick uh, what he was referring to, who he talked to that gave him uh, some alleged certainty that Brian Dayball was already, um, um, you know, picked for that job, so to speak, even before Brian Flores interviewed. And obviously the allegations connected to uh, Dolphins owner, um, uh, Mr. Ross, obviously needing to have actual evidence and receipts to show that that was the case, which, his lawyers on different programs uh, confidently said that uh, they could provide, so we'll see. Um, and then even with respect to the Denver Broncos and the experience that he had in 2019 uh, in advance of his interview with them, uh, alleging that uh, Broncos brass did not arrive on time and that when they did, that they looked disheveled and we saw the um, release from the Broncos last night, basically saying the exact opposite of what Brian Flores is alleging in his lawsuit. Um, so, uh, and even when he was followed up on that, I think on ESPN today, um, you know, he seemed very confident that the time was the time and that they were late. Um, and using that as example, as a, as a way to illuminate to, in his mind, what degree they took the interview serious or not serious. Yeah, Josie, and I think you made a great point just now right there. Brian Flores lists a lot of examples, not just with him, with some other coaches in the history of the league in this 58-page lawsuit that highlight and illuminate some mistreatment or, um, you know, that Black coaches have faced here. Um, and I And I think I agree with you as well that the Flores and his defense and his lawyers, excuse me, they're going to have to really try to prove how these instances uh, show racism and, and, and pull up the receipts and, and provide them with evidence 
um, to really support the claims in the lawsuit. Um, I think that's going to be difficult. But I also think that Flores really is becoming, you know, he's turned himself from a from a coach to an activist here. This lawsuit really could result in him being blackballed, blackballed from the NFL altogether. Um, he hopes to coach again. He's still a finalist for the Saints job, still a finalist for the Texans job, which I don't think he would want to work for the Texans owner who has his own documented history of things he said. Um, you know, but I, I think that, uh, you know, Flores knows that he might not get a job again. And if if this lawsuit amounts to some change, some greater good for black coaches and, and hiring practices for them, um, it would be worth it to him. So. You know, really, we, we all have to see how this all unfolds and how long it's going to take for it all to unfold as well. I think that and I may even tweet this at some point later today, although I'm, um, you know, on fumes. But um, I, I think that we need to stop vocalizing the fear of Brian Flores not potentially getting a job again in the NFL. Even in the spiritual realm, they talk about the the tongue having life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we need to stop seeding that as that should be a foregone conclusion. Not that we agree with it, not that we're endorsing it. And so I know where you're coming from on that. Yeah. But I do think that there is something to be said about our repetition mm -hmm. of that expectation that also could participate in the reinforcement of that, that that is just the conclusion of what it should be. Yeah. There are still multiple vacancies with head coaching jobs. Mm -hmm. And I still fully expect the Saints, the Houston Texans, um, and whoever else that is not at the point of reaching a conclusion of their search to seriously consider Brian Flores's uh, candidacy for the job. If the the Vikings would consider, you know, interviewing Brian Flores or some of the other teams that don't have a position, the Raiders. Um, we know he's a Saints finalist. We know he's a Texans finalist. I mean, it'd be great for an NFL owner to just immediately hire Brian Flores and say, okay, well, we don't feel this way about you, Brian. We think you're qualified. We know you're qualified because you had two straight winning seasons with the Miami Dolphins and you coach one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, <clears throat> and we know you're a leader of men and, and your pedigree speaks for itself. So many players, so many Coaches throughout the league have spoken in favor of Flores um, for stepping up to the plate and doing this here. Um, so you would like to see it. We don't, you know, I don't want to make it a, prof a prophecy that's fulfilled to say that he's not going to get another job again. That's obviously where I'm, I'm saying that in hopes that it doesn't come true. You know, that, that really that a team can find it, an owner can find themselves, um, you know, interviewing Flores and, and, and considering him as a legitimate candidate because of the fact that he has a resume that speaks for itself. Brian Flores might have dominated the news cycle, but the player who dominated the news cycle the whole weekend before that was Tom Brady, who officially announced his retirement on Tuesday. Uh, news reports came out over the weekend that he was leaning towards retirement and Brady made it official. After 22 seasons, uh, seven Super Bowls, 10 Super Bowl trips, a list of accomplishments that go on and on. Tyler and Josina, what are some of your thoughts on Tom Brady finally deciding to call it quits? Well, when the rumors started to swirl last week, I didn't believe it. Tom Brady initially said he was, you know, going to play until he was at least 45. He's 44 right now, turns 45 in August. But then when I heard, you know, his comments on his podcast and then started uh, hearing even more rumors, 
I started thinking that it was probably going to happen. And like you said, he made it official today. And what can I say? The best quarterback of all time. He's the GOAT. 22 seasons, you know, all the Super Bowls, the all the awards that he won. I mean, I got asked the question if he is the best overall football player of all time. I couldn't go that far. I think, in my opinion, it's Jerry Rice is the best football player of all time, and then Lawrence Taylor. But Tom Brady is the most accomplished football player of all time, without a doubt, a legendary career, obviously first ballot Hall of Famer. And I just hope that for his sake, he's at peace with his decision. I know he wrestled with it between coming back for a 23rd season or, you know, going home, being with family and friends, and he opted for the latter. So I hope he's at peace with it, but tremendous, tremendous career. Um. Yeah, I mean, I just really just kind of reflecting over the last few days and, and what happened is really what stands out in my mind the most. Um, you know, I feel like Tom Brady um, deserves to go out on his own terms. We're not just talking about any uh, regular news story. We're not talking about a blockbuster story. We're talking about, um, you know, a reverence and a major, major, major news story in regards to uh, one of the best um, of our uh, generation in time. And um, as things kind of came out today, I was just reflecting on how things came out on Saturday. And for me, it just, I, it, for me, it feels botched. <laughs> I just feel like it kind of took a little bit out of today's news um, and how we really should have um, received it, you know, and it, and it coming down, which is unfortunate for him. And I can understand why he was furious <laughs> um, because you put so much time and effort and sweat and tears into everything that you did to get accomplished to this point. Um, and to have, you know, kind of people in his circle leaking things that he didn't want leak. I'm sure he did not appreciate that. And if the way he reacts on the sidelines when things are not going his way is any indication of what that probably was looking like over the weekend. I'm sure people, you know, uh, it, it was probably like going to a hibachi restaurant, you know, I'm Caught sure that people chopped up just left and right, you know, they went, it went off TV 12, the NFL mm -hmm. pulled it down. I mean, it was just like left and right. You, you could just imagine, you could see all the calls that were happening <laughs> to tell people to disregard. And he was going to let, you know, certain folks know that nobody tells my story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Until was... I tell my story. And he was going to I hope he finds message. out who snitched on him because oh, I, he obviously 100%. wanted to go out on his own terms. Well, I just think that if you look at the message that was put out by his agent, I almost in my mind feel that that's an acknowledgement. That he course, was one of those yes. people because that's why he, that's mm -hmm. why if you, I mean, sometimes you, when you are insider and even as a person, right, you have to have discernment. And me personally, I, this is just me. I feel like, you know, I can read people. I can read things that they say and I can read things that they write. And if you look at the composition of what is written in that message, he says, I'm not going to go into the accuracy and that because to, because that to me, because he knows, you yes. see what I'm saying? That he's one of those people. That's what I feel. It's just an opinion. I'm allowed to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. I think he's one of those people. And, and knowing 
And you know, even as a reporter or insider, if you're gonna drop something of that weight, you you have to have at least spoke to someone. If it's not the person, someone of a big weight <laughs> connected mm -hmm. to that person that should know. You see what I'm saying? And so that to me is what that read like. And 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 that's what, you know, why he is uh, you know, to me why he was furious and I would be pretty I would guess that I'm right, but of course, I'm gonna guess I'm right. But I mean, uh, anyways, um, I just felt my my point is is that that's what came to my mind this morning that he deserved better than that, and um, and uh, you know we can have a big debate as to you know what's in the realm of what we're we're to report and not to report. Mm -hmm. I think that's another uh, interesting story that kind of circles what happened. But beyond that, kudos to him and a long career. Um, the biggest thing that I'll remember about Tom Brady is the fire in his eyes. I absolutely identify with people who have that, um, um, you know, that just that fire to prove people wrong, to, you know, constantly just, you know, put yourself, you know, on the forefront of what you're doing. I love that energy about him. I'm going to I'm going to miss that, you know never feel like he's out of it fire if he's down 28 three if he's down or whatever it all you know all of these different scores that he's mm -hmm. been down before and come back from sorry that is the uh the falcons that i'm talking about but you know what i mean um but yeah so that that's what i'm gonna miss the most and i think that the the nfl is less entertaining without him in it yeah i definitely say so especially with how the last two years have been since he joined the buccaneers and just Tom Brady's career overall, like, you know, there's graphics out there that separate Brady's career into three parts. And in those three parts, each of them, he's had a better Hall of Fame career than some Hall of Famers already. If you just take the little time periods of, you know, his early Patriots years, his middle Patriots years, and then his final couple years with the Pats, and then last two Super Bowls with the uh, last Super Bowl with the Bucks, It's really crazy just the amount of um, you know, NFL records he's broken over his career, the excellence he displayed at that position. Um, we're never going to see another like like him. And, uh, you know, who knows if anybody's ever going to win as many championships as he has. Seven Super Bowl wins. I guess the news, how it all broke on Wednesday, on Saturday, excuse me, by ESPN. You know, obviously there's some chatter about this. This was going to be the biggest offseason story as soon as the Bucks lost. Um, and sure, Brady may not have enjoyed how it came out and not having the word on his uh, announcement. It reminded me of like some high school recruitment announcements, how maybe the recruit <laughs> wants the moment and they get scooped up by a reporter or, or somebody at the school even who shared that, that story. Though. It could have still been yeah. mulling. He could have still been mulling. I mean, he mm -hmm. was, his father was very <laughs> adamant about the fact that he hadn't even told his own family yet. And he was very adamant mm -hmm. that he still, you know, he just did the podcast with Jim Gray yesterday saying that, you know, he's thinking on it. Maybe he was holding it, didn't like, but, you know, I'm also going to listen to his words, you mm -hmm. know, pers that come from his mouth. <laughs> I think that deserves regard, especially if you go on the record. You know what I mean? I just I just don't understand. Like, Tuesday morning, he's dropping an Instagram message, some, some notes. Like, when's the video going to drop, Tom? I thought we were waiting for a video. I thought you had the some big production in the mix. The problem is if you make a video, you can't trust the people making a video. Obviously not. They probably told everybody Saturday. The no, but that's, but that's what I'm saying is like, because he's not editing the video. If it's your yeah. post and that you're completely think about that. He because when mm -hmm. he what that I love that message that he put out. He said, I can control what I say and do whatever that quote that just came out. He said, yep. I can't control what others say and do. If it's a post, he can control it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Hopefully. I mean, I think for his sake, he should maybe have a press conference 
in New England, just a retirement press conference. I don't think that's going to happen. He didn't mention New England or Bill Belichick. Yeah, in what's his up with that? Because he post. already did mention them when uh, he yes, left he did, he New did. England but, before he mm, did a long I, goodbye to Belichick and Kraft mm-hmm. at the time that he left New England. So he feels yeah. like he did that in that um, acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know I understand that. I. I for I, I I won't even say for his sake, for my sake, I would want him to have, you know, you know, a mm-hmm. formal announcement with the New England Patriots backdrop and retired New England Patriot. But maybe we'll get that one of these days. Uh, for me, I, I had said this to you guys last week in the podcast. I thought the end was nearer than him playing another season. I felt like he realized the Bucks, the chance to repeat was everything that he wanted for the end of his career. Um, and then, you know, the window closed when Chris Godwin tore his ACL and when um, Antonio Brown suffered an ankle injury and then had his abrupt exit from the Buccaneers, too. I think Brady knew the window for the Super Bowl was closing. He obviously knows that the Buccaneers roster is not going to be the same anymore because of Godwin being a free agent. A bunch of other guys on the team also taking, you know, short deals to come back and, and potentially win the Super Bowl again. So there was going to be a lot of turnover there. And I think Brady probably realized, like, OK. I won a Super Bowl my second to last year out. I had a chance to reach an NFC title game, and we ultimately did it. But am I going to gear this back up another six months again come June, July, uh, and want to do this again? I'm not sure if he, you know, would want to do that. And I think this is a clear step away from him here, February, um, you know, a week before the Super Bowl, to finally say I'm calling it quits. And, you know, maybe the Super Bowl will have a little announcement for him uh, before the game, or you know, maybe the Patriots might welcome him back for a press conference, something like that. But uh, we've seen the last of Tom Brady in the NFL, and it's it's pretty incredible to think about because he's been such a big factor in the league for the past twenty two years. Yeah, I just feel like if <clears throat> Antonio Brown doesn't have that incident with the card and all that other stuff that was that led to everything else, that was just the beginning of the end. If Antonio Brown is playing in that game, I think he's playing, you know, this weekend. <laughs> just, yeah, I think so just, too. It just completely changed the complexion. And it is still mm-hmm. so difficult for me to see this still playing out with AB and what happened with the team and that, you know, cooler heads couldn't, you know, not have, prevail but you know let me be clear that also still starts with you know uh ab as far as you know what happened with that vaccination card everybody Mm -hmm. has a right to deal with their body as they would like um and only he knows what the full conversation was with the team but we do know what bruce arian said which was that i think about as of september 2nd that the team was a hundred percent vaccinated Mm-hmm. And we now know that not to be the case. And I don't know how long that went on, but I have to imagine if you go back to the date of when Bruce Arians said that they don't need OBJ because they have AB and they got enough letters or whatever that comment was <laughs> on that day, you can put on the timeline that Bruce Arians did not know about AB's back situation. Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, because there's no way he makes that statement with that knowledge. So that lets you know at least that time. And then I believe within three weeks of that time that came out. And and then that was after the trade deadline had passed. 
And so therein lies the, you know, people were bringing that up, you know, what, you know, especially when the two teams played, you know, what if OBJ was with the, with the Bucks? He, he, he would have, mm-hmm. you know, considered that, but they dismissed <laughs> it. I mean, he, I, I know, I know that he tried. Mm-hmm. And so that's another thing that, you know, he and I were reflecting on I me mean, because he tried. I know so, got some breaking news real quick. Breaking news. Tom Brady, after all, did thank New England. Um, he uh, reposted the Patriots post again. from Robert Kraft. <laughs> um, yes, and he said, thank you, Patriots and Patriot Nation. Beyond grateful and love you all. So there's no no love lost for New England for Tom Brady. We just broke that now on It's a Football Podcast here. But uh, <laughs> he finally... Finally, I thanked New England again for this. Yes. I don't think he does anything without thinking about it. I think he wrote it the way that he wrote it for a reason. Whatever that reason is mm-hmm. in his own head, he wrote it that way. Can can so now that we, you know, spoke about Tom Grady's career and his legacy, can can I ask y'all a question, get into a little Tom Brady debate mm. that I always get asked? Mm. So would you put Tom Brady on the Mount Rushmore of greatest athletes ever? Uh, I think it depends if you believe football is a very, very popular sport. So I think if you ask an American that, I think he definitely goes on. He is the most winningest football player um, of all time. So you put him right right up there with who? Jordan, um, maybe Tiger or Jack. And who's the next best individual player? Is it Serena? Is it... Usain Bolt, is it? Are we you know, doing? Are go, we doing just America, or are we doing universally? Because I mean, of course, you got Bolt, you got you know mm-hmm. Pele, you got a lot of people. So Cena's like, I think I should be up there. My track star days at UNC <laughs> was was lit. <laughs> you had to say it. I said it for you. I got you, girl. Name was Flo Jo back in the day. <laughs> oh, back in the day, what junior high? <laughs> Up through <laughs> up through high school and college, that was my nickname. What is, what are your thoughts on that same debate, Tyler? Is he on your? Are you putting Jerry Rice ahead of him or Joe Montana? I think Tom Brady is on the football Mount Rushmore. That's obvious. Fair, um, okay. But overall, if universally, I don't think I can put him on there. And that's not a knock on Tom Brady. Who are you? I mean, what I, I got, athletes are putting ahead of Tom Brady? Go ahead, I'm Tyler. Definitely putting Michael Jordan. Okay. I'm putting. Brady got one more ring than him. Go ahead. Muhammad Ali. Okay. I'm putting. Oh, man. Usain Bolt. I probably have to put Usain Bolt. Yeah. Two it's a toss It's a toss up between Usain Bolt and no, no he doesn't have uh, more titles than uh, Brady does not have more titles. Than no, Usain I said Bolt. Bolt has two more. Okay. More gold medals than the. Uh, um, than what the about Michael Phelps? I mean, Jesse, Jesse Owens. Yeah, Michael Phelps. Jesse Owens got to be mentioned too. Michael, Michael Phelps, Phelps Serena Williams. All time, yes. Tiger Woods. I mean, there, there are a lot. I, I need more than. I mean, <laughs> there are a lot. But that's, again, I don't want to. Uh, put a knock on Tom Brady. So I, think, I know I don't have uh, him. In my I, I think Brady's right. longevity really adds to the conversation too. I mean, it's not like he was just playing 22 years to compile stats. He was really, his last season was probably his best season of his career. Um, so Jalen Ramsey just tweet that Tom Brady threw his last touchdown on him. Is that what he said? I would love to read what Jalen Ramsey said. He said Jalen Ramsey. That's never, true. The best quarterback of all time retired and dang, he threw his last touchdown on me. 
<laughs> That's a great story for Jalen. Jalen's kind of you know salty. He dropped that interception too. So you know, in the NFC Championship. Yeah, game. listen. Let, let, yeah, we'll we'll definitely rewind on that when we come back. Mm. <laughs> mm. He's been getting picked on a little bit. So well, guys, maybe he's to, gonna have a big Super Bowl. Let's get to the Super Bowl matchup. We talked enough about Tom Brady. Poor even Ben Roethlisberger. We haven't even talked about his retirement on this podcast. And Brady upstanded <laughs> him. That's and that's the big Ben talk for the podcast here. Uh, let's get to the Super Bowl, guys. Uh, that Rams and 49ers matchup. Um, you guys were at the game. Obviously, there were some dropped interceptions that could have turned the game. Tart had a dropped interception, which he admirably took, you know, a lot of the blame for that. Ramsey had one as well. But ultimately, the Rams got the best of the 49ers. Finally. Finally, they did, Tyler. And uh, L.A., after all of those pieces they secured, after all of those future assets they parted ways with, they are going to the Super Bowl. Tyler, what's your first you know, reaction on the NFC title game and, and what the Rams are looking forward to in the Super Bowl? Well, you know, I wrote on this. The game really turned when, you know, the 49ers went up 17-7 to and Aaron Donald was on the sideline, got his defensive teammates together and gave them a motivational message the rams went out and scored 13 unanswered points while the defense held the 49ers to 28 total yards from that point on and scoreless and they really just matched the physicality of the 49ers um that was probably the reason why they won the game because they upped the ante in that department and aaron donald was a man amongst boys at the end had the games you know defining moment when he uh pressured jimmy garoppolo and forced him to an errant pass and like you said Soffit, the rams mortgaged their future for this moment not just to be in the nfc title game but to be in the super bowl at their home stadium and win the super bowl so it's super bowl or bust for the rams they're going for it they laid all their chips out on the table and now they're here and they better win because they're trying to be up there with the Dodgers, with the Lakers in Los Angeles, because I, I'm not, this is not a West Coast bias. Don't play it, Emily, but LA is title town. And the base better than that. You got, you got 17 banners in Los Angeles with the Lakers, uh-huh. what the Dodgers won six. UCLA, UCLA got a LA, bunch of them too. USC got like 200 combined mm-hmm. NCAA championships. The Rams have one Super Bowl, and that was when they were in St. Louis. The Chargers have a goose egg. So, in order to keep up with the Joneses, you got you trying to be a Jones. You got to get that Super Bowl. Trying to be a Jones. Wow. <laughs> you got to keep up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. So that's what the Rams are trying to do. They're trying to get that yep. ring. And I like what Aaron Donald did. You know, at the end of the game, he pointed at his ring finger like, "This is what I'm going for." Aaron mm-hmm. Donald, he's going to be the best player on the field. When the Super Bowl happens, he was the best yeah. player in the field last he week. So if he plays like it, the yeah. Rams have a legitimate chance of hoisting up the Lombardi Trophy. You know, some of the lasting moments I think of from that Rams game are, you know, obviously Kelly Stafford and Matthew Stafford hugging each other after the game. Um, the trials and tribulations they went through, went through it in, in their lives. Um, I think of Von Miller going back to the Super Bowl after he won Super Bowl MVP, I believe with the Broncos and when they beat the Panthers in 2015. And uh, I, I, I see the most excited, excited Oda Beckham Jr. talking to Josina Anderson after the game as well. 
that was probably one of my favorite moments of seeing it all unfold. Um, you, your favorite moment wasn't Josina and I's video. No, you know what's crazy is I couldn't believe Josina got that tall again, again. Uh, yeah, for some I know reason. she had it. She gets a growth spur every time she, she comes so to Los tall Angeles. Next to I just me, don't man. know why. There's yeah, probably right. a lot of cellular juice, anyways. But Josina, yeah. you know, you, you know, well, how do you, you know, for all those guys, Stafford, uh, Von Miller, Odell. You know, how do you think this moment means for those guys in their careers at this stages of their careers so many years in? I mean, there's just so much to say about that. Um, and how do you get that tall? With a with a with the high heels on. <laughs> and, since, and since you're actually not as tall as people think. I'm oh, there. shots fired back at Tyler. <laughs> um <laughs> But as far as the game, I mean, there's just so much to say about that. Um, I mean, the the uh, the Rams Raw were emotion. down and out <laughs> in that game. And they were getting outplayed and they were getting out physical. And Tyler was there at that press conference with me and Jalen Ramsey, no matter how he wants to rewrite history. Right, Tyler? <laughs> they were down, what, 17? 17 7. 7. So that Getting is beat up again and, and, for the and, seventh consecutive and, 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 oh, I'm game. So, I'm sorry, Tyler. What is that? Uh, the other team was imposing their will, as I said. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yeah. I said. And but you know, okay, the, you know, you, all right. So I, I'm just cleaning that up again for Jalen Ramsey. Um, but anyways, um, you don't want him to get sassy with you, Josie. To be careful. You said what? You gotta see you, him again. You want you want Jalen to get sassy I'm with you? I'm just saying they they <laughs> listen they because ultimately they won the game. <laughs> That's the important part. But the point that Tyler made in his column afterwards, the point that people were saying in that press room, the point that uh, people noticed based on the cutaways that were showing Aaron Donald rallying the defense is because they needed rallying. (laughs) That's why. That's it. And it's okay. It's okay. They needed rallying. And it is an exhibition of Aaron Donald's leadership and respect and regard in that moment. I spoke to Raheem Morris the day before the game, mm-hmm. and they all were talking about how Aaron Donald rarely speaks. And, and typically when he does speak, he speaks to the unit. And this past week leading up to the game, he was addressing the defense as a whole. And Raheem said to me, when Aaron Donald listens, people speak. And that was again happening in that moment when they were down 17-7, okay? And so, and and kudos to him. Even Eric Weddle said to me and pointed out to that moment after the game, he's like, look, you know what I'm saying? Either we're going to give it our all or we're not. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And everybody came together in that moment. And for the game to end on a near interception by games, and then after that, the pick by uh, uh, Howard, um, I just thought was, you know, just fitting the fact that the two wide receivers had over 100 receiving yards, Cup and OBJ, Stafford, you know, delivering again. I can say tell you also what I, do, I don't like about the situation. I don't like the fact that the game ended the way that it did for Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't like that. Yeah. I feel like he unnecessarily took shots last week. I was prepared to talk about it on the field. I was prepared. Mm. I was prepared to talk about it because I didn't like it all week and want to jump in because there was just a lot of, you know, stuff going on or what have you. I think you best make your points, you know, after the game. So I was trying to wait till then. Um, and up through that point, Jimmy Garoppolo was delivering. You know what I'm saying? Everything don't got to be five touchdowns. 
he was delivering for his team up to that point. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that it ended on that. And I don't like the way, way people are speaking about Jimmy. I think it's unfair. We talked about it when Aaron Rodgers made the comment about Joe Judge that I thought was gratuitous. I predicted the loss coming into that because I thought it was gratuitous. <laughs> and I thought that this was gratuitous, saying that he is uh, riding on the coattails of others. And, you know, that's the only reason why he's getting A as if he's just out there, you know, like some nebulous ghost not doing anything. That complete To me, that was gratuitous. I didn't like that. And so I, I don't feel like he deserves that. I've interviewed Garoppolo many times, um, and he's a good person. He doesn't deserve that. Yeah, I think when you look at Jimmy G, I mean, to me, I've, I've said this on this podcast before, his resiliency when he does make bad plays is incredible. He has, like, no way to internalize anytime he makes a bad play, and it shows up on the field because in the good plays that he does make, um, you know, he was instrumental just as much as everybody else on that 49ers team was to get them into the NFC title game. Um, you know, how did they start their season? Two and five, three and five, I think San Fran did. Five. And, you know, for them, they finished the season winning seven of nine. And then to win three straight playoff games, I believe all of them were on the road before the NFC title game. You know, this is an incredible run by the 49ers team. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago. You know, let's not forget that the DNA of this team behind that defense and that stellar offensive scheme and Kyle Shanahan doing the most to put Jimmy G in the right place to be successful here. But um, all those things being said about Jimmy G, like you said, Josina, and I mean, you know, the tea leaves on the walls just scream that, you know, Trey Lance, their rookie um, quarterback that they took with the third pick, traded a bunch of picks to the Dolphins, who the Dolphins gave away to the Eagles. That's another story. Um, you know, they it, it seems like it's time for them to turn the page on the quarterback position, but, but I don't know if Trey Lance is ready for that. Um, I don't know if, you know, Jimmy G is, uh, you know, his days are completely over, but, you know, is, is, is losing the NFC title game enough for the 49ers to say, you know, Jimmy G got us to this point, but he can't get us over the hump or uh, do you keep them to get him to the point? So that was a really good segue. I was going to ask you to the question, did Jimmy, you know, Garoppolo play his last game with the San Francisco 49ers? And do you think Trey Lance is ready? Um, based on what I saw from Trey Lance, uh, I was at uh, the 49ers and Cardinals game when Trey Lance started. He did not look ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very raw. Um, didn't really uh, go through his progressions well and was quick to tuck the football and run. Um, but I, I do think with, you know, more practice and, you know, snaps, live game snaps behind center, uh, he has a higher ceiling than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I do think ultimately the 49ers are going to, you know, have a change of direction and go with Trey Lance in 2022 and, you know, part ways with Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's, But that's not a knock on, you know, Jimmy G. He's, you know, a serviceable quarterback. He has proven mm-hmm. he can get a team to the Super Bowl. But I don't. Think Which means that he's can. more than serviceable. No, 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 because he's it, more it, than this serviceable is, this, this if he is gets not you a, to the ultimate no, game of the National Football League. That's I get a little it, bit of a negative connotation, though. He deserves, you know, he has been to the Super Bowl. Yes, there are quarterbacks in the NFL who've not even been to the Super this is true. Bowl. This is <laughs> not even been to the playoffs. The, this is playoffs. true. But I think with Jimmy Garoppolo, you don't win because of him. He needs a lot of really yes, good. 
because if he's so. because if he's not I don't think because so. you need first of all you have to have a, a some you have to have a body behind center to actually mm-hmm. play the game. Mm-hmm. So 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 therefore actually <laughs> just in and of itself that's not true. You need him to win the game. I know. And if he's you not, and if you could do that with Trey, you would have done it with Trey. But you could not have done it with Trey, which is why Jimmy G was in that position <laughs> yesterday. Safi, you get what I'm saying. He's I get not what, I get what you're on what I've seen from Jimmy Garoppolo. This is not a knock on him. There's not many quarterbacks you can Calling do this. He's not a quarterback that can push type you of over. Knock. Yeah. It's, it's, he's not a quarterback that can push you over the top. Service Bowls is, is fine. Dude, they it's were average, up, decent. They were up 20 to 13 two years ago in Miami. Okay. He, and he threw, uh, he overthrew the receiver. Okay. And, and, and there are play. games where Tom Brady has thrown four interceptions. There's games when he's forgotten he's at fourth down. I mean, then, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, they, people make mistakes at inopportune times, you know. Of course. I just, not I, as much as Jimmy G. Yeah. But of course, yes. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think the guy entered the game, what, 33 and 15 in his career. <laughs> 33 and 15. Like, Third stop it. Wins. Huh? Yeah, three three comeback wins, three comeback Stop wins it. during the regular season. Stop Jimmy it! I, just because Stop it's it. fun be... to pile on someone doesn't make it I'm not, right. I'm not going to stop it. Would you be happy if Jimmy Garoppolo was the Miami Dolphins starting quarterback? Would Why I gotta be if back? I was happy? Why I gotta <laughs> Would be you start doing backflips? Quarterbacks don't same grow thing. on trees. And, the same you know, Fred Smoot likes to make this point all the time. He always says there's like eight, however many people, eight billion on Earth, mm-hmm. and there's only a handful of them that have even ever won cha- you you know a Super Bowl championship. So even if you were top 15, top 25, you were still that out of all of these people that can run an offense at a National Football League level with the likes of a Vaughn Miller chasing your behind mm-hmm. and trying to save your life. There's only so many people in this wor- world that can do that, okay? So we, I, me personally, when I, I mean, everybody has the right to their opinion, but I just I I'm I'm always going to defend against the slander of Jimmy Garoppolo because I think that he is better than how he's being discussed. And mm-hmm. your record is part is, is part of your history as well. It's not the only quarterback stat, mm-hmm. but it is part of your history. And he is way above 500 in that regard. <laughs> well, Josina, Josina, Josina thinks Jimmy Garoppolo's elite. So you, you know what? And I'm just going to say that there's only like while- two or three quarterbacks who are elite. Of the elite of the elite. You're still I'm, elite if you're fifth of your top fifteen or top twenty. Guys, I wanna I wanna segue here because Josina, you did a great job defending Jimmy G and now Tyler's gonna try his best to defend Patrick Mahomes. Like uh, I thought Patrick Mahomes here it comes. To I'm gonna pick the Chiefs here it again. Comes. I, I, I thought Patrick Mahomes was supposed to be the elite quarterback in the NFL, Tyler. Like literally I'm crowning Patrick Mahomes to be the next Tom Brady, and he can't even get to the I'm Super Bowl again. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. Didn't he even, even get come to the on, Super man. Bowl. And hold on. Shout I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. I'm going to let Sophie clean you up. Go ahead. Let me, yeah, please. Hold on. Hold on. And for real, like I want to say shout out to the Bengals defense. Sorry, Buffalo Bills. The Bengals defense did what the Buffalo Bills couldn't. Literally, the Bills couldn't stop Patrick Mahomes for 13 seconds, and the Bengals stopped Patrick Mahomes for like six straight drives in the second half. And in overtime, okay? Buffalo, stay home. You didn't deserve to win this year. Nobody feels sorry for you anymore. But also, Patrick Mahomes, man, come on, dog. Like, I still feel you're supposed to be dynasty me. time, and this is not a dynasty, Tyler. This is not a dynasty. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow is the new sheriff in town. Joe Burrow is the new sheriff I'm in gonna town. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. I mean, I'm getting it from all ways. I yes, you are. Pat- 
I you heard it with the wrong side. <laughs> you write it with the wrong side, Tyler. In your voice soft. Emily's hitting the button at <laughs> like, as fast as she can. Joe Cena talking in the background. I cannot wait for this clip to go on live. Oh Patrick Mahomes, I'm sorry for goodness. all the things I said about you, but yo, come on, man. Y'all wow. messed up. The Chiefs messed well, up. First the of Chiefs all, had it in the bag, 21 zip did. up, and they soiled themselves in the second half. I, I, you know, first of all, I got to give the Bengals credit. They exceeded my expectations. They mm-hmm. exceeded a lot of people's expectations. They, I, I mean, <laughs> six combined wins the last two years, and now they're in the Super Bowl. The Super it, Bowl. It's just a testament to Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, Duke Tobin, and uh, that front office for, you know, building a winning culture and a winning franchise in Cincinnati. But have they texted to give you back? Yet? Have, have they yes, texted oh, you? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You, you know they respond to my text. You know. Oh, <laughs> wow. This was not a question about your insidership. This um, was a question about your non-belief but, in them in your but <laughs> Actually, but calm down. Lower the, the roof. The Chiefs, they did. They, they, let, they let me down. You know, I picked them to win the Super Bowl. I'm going to pick the Chiefs again. Yeah. yeah can we, can we send that to Zach Taylor? Okay. <laughs> Mr. They pick up my call. Can we say that? Y'all, y'all, y'all were waiting for this moment. Like, y'all really wanted this moment to happen. To Tyler, okay. Tyler, you know this is an every week thing. You know like, every y'all week really thing, wanted this to happen. Mm. And, and Emily has her hand on the button. Like, it's like locked on there. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm wow. just saying. And since they since they pick up your calls, and we just audio record this and just uh, oh my forward the file to forward the file to Zach. Okay, uh, we can play all of Tyler's greatest hits right now. Oh, all of Tyler's greatest hits right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> the band's well. better than LA. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, Tyler, I, I can't I can't believe uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs laid an egg in the second half, mm-hmm. and, and it, he looked overwhelmed in that second half the Bengals defense credit to them Jesse Bates Trey Hendrickson Sam Hubbard Bombell they all made you know outstanding plays really shut down the Chiefs offense so give them their props give credit where credit's due the Bengals they earned it they are were the best team in the AFC this year so I can't wait for this Super Bowl because it's really uh you know you expected the Rams to be there based on everything they've done. And then you have this Cinderella story in the Bengals, second year quarterback in Joe Burrow, young up and coming team who many thought were a couple years away from even reaching the playoffs. Not only did they make the playoffs, but they're in the Super Bowl. So it's just a tremendous story. Well, well, oh. <laughs> uh oh, Josie just got the gospel going. What you got to say? Uh, that means she's about to rip rip into me with all this <laughs> talk. I'm Go just, ahead. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, like sometimes, you know, I and and again, you know, confidence is good, and you need confidence, you need self belief uh-huh. to uh-huh. persevere over adversity and uh-huh. all of the BS that happens with life. And these and are life lessons, narratives, and things that happen to you in the course of your life, especially someone talking on this podcast over forty. Okay, and all I'm saying is, is that the the bad side of confidence is when it goes into overconfidence. 
And mm. and when I'm watching the end of the game with the Chiefs and the Bills, oh, you know, and it's seen things some overconfidence happened. No, but but it it can sometimes to everybody, mm-hmm. not just to the Chiefs or what have you. But sometimes I'm saying the downside of confidence or or overconfidence is that you know you you don't match the moment with uh, the way in which you handle or receive the opposition. And I think that that, you know, to a degree was to a degree, you know, what was was part of it. Um, and and it's not like their overconfidence wasn't earned to a certain extent because they've they've won Super Bowls. They've been to two Super Bowls, yeah. won one. So it's not like they don't was... get the root of it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I just love the fact that Joe Burry came in. Joe Burrow came in there with that chain. He came in there with house money. You know, mm-hmm. and I've seen the way that these dudes have balled. And sometimes whether you want to call it, it's not even beginners like because that that would be not, you know, that would not be qualifying the level of their skill. But what I'm saying is when you have that exuberance of the, you know, having less expectation in your opponent, that is something that can buoy you to like, you know, what they were able to achieve the other day. Mm-hmm. And I kept on saying it. I mean, I've seen Jamar go for that 266. I've seen. Burrow have games where he throw for four touchdowns, five touchdowns. You know that they possess that skill. And he also got that championship pedigree from how he won in college, too. And he ha- he has that thing in his mind that you need, that confidence. He don't defer to nobody. And he's permeated that. The, he, the team has been permeated with that, rather, with that mindset. So um, I, 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 I saw that it was possible is what I'm saying. It sounds like she has a new uh, team in Ohio. She's done oh, know, switched wow. from Northeast Ohio to Southern Tyler, Tyler. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to follow, Josina, but th- those tea leaves that I she think... gives out, she might be a Bengals fan. She was wearing that, uh, you know, that tiger sweater the other day. Oh, yeah. Stop it. A couple yeah, weeks so, ago. You know, I think Josina, I think Josina dropped the Browns and, uh, I thought she dropped no, the bronze a long I, I time listen, ago. I, I don't have no favorites. Uh-huh. I just yeah, say know. what I see. I yeah, give my know, comments on things that I observe Allegedly. week to week. We know, we know, we know. And that's Allegedly. just and that's just what it is. That's what we do on the podcast. But just seen it. Can I? I do want to ask mm-hmm. though quickly, mm-hmm. just because we did just throw Tyler all the way under all mm-hmm. of the buses. Mm-hmm. Um. You did have a very different take about chains last week. Chains. Oh, and oh. this week you complimented mm-hmm. Joe Burrow. Just curious, what's different about mm. Joe Burr's chain than it was when it was not, last? I'm just curious. He's not playing because... in the chain. That's why. <laughs> oh, do they play? Do they play in the chain? No, no you, well, you were you were well, mad at some players playing with their grills on and stuff like that. Yeah, like, Von Miller, Odell Beckham. You were saying all that. Why have so much ice? Why have a mortgage on you because know on your neck? It's for the one guy you said nothing about Joe Burrow. What is called? What is it? Favoritism. Like a, a, a pennant? Is it a? What is that called? Yes, a pendant, a charm. Yes, that's what his is. Uh-huh. The other guy's got multiple length. Mister T chains or what yeah. have you. I don't have a problem with the pendant. That's okay. I'm all right with that. Uh, I spoke wow. to Joe Burrow's jeweler. Has, mm-hmm. has some. I spoke to Joe Burrow's jeweler about that that charm pendant. Mm-hmm. He, he has some VVS diamonds in it. Mm-hmm. Real shiny. Did you hook yourself up, Sop? Real I shiny. mean, come on, man. Did you Tyler, hook yourself up? Tyler, for a put, discount. If I put me and your salaries together, I might be able to get like a little bracelet or something. We'll see how that goes. Come on, Sop. <laughs> come on, man. I want you to get some. I you want know, that. Some I want that diamond. VVS. That true color. You know what I'm saying? 
You said Karis with, Karis with a C for the diamonds. I learned that too. I'm not a big jewelry guy. Some of us don't um, don't have all that flow to be doing all that BVS or VVS or NINIS or VVS or 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 UPS or or whatever oh, you're talking see? about. UPS one. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna get a house in my neck. I Joshina? got a, probably an apartment right now. All we all I got is UPS jewelry. I don't know about no VVS and NNS and whatever. Tyler else. said he got an apartment on his deck. Tyler, that's probably like a pantry. I got an apartment on my neck. You, got, you, you got haven't little, seen my ice up and you I got don't a wear little, it on the podcast. You got a little cabinet. You got a little cabinet chain, huh? I got an apartment. I you know, it's, it's, it's humble, you know. I don't got a house yet. But like Hopefully Josina, I have a house on my neck. Like Josina mentioned, it's hard to look at the young Bengals team and not think that they got a little sauce right for making it this far into the playoffs here um beating the chiefs i mean the chiefs got up to a 21 zip lead they messed up at the end of the first half tyree kill got tackled right inside the five um and then there was that fourth quarter drive where i don't know what the hell the chiefs were doing i don't know if they were trying to run on the clock two score touchdown i don't know if they were going to tie the game in the begin with I don't know if they didn't want to score a touchdown to not give Joe Burrow time at the end of the game. It was just a complete brain fart, I think, on Kansas City's part at the end of that game in regulation. Um, and then just to the fact that, like, it's crazy how overtime happened. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs won the coin toss, and Mahomes, like, took his jacket off and flexed his shoulders. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go win an overtime again this week. And then he throws a pick. He throws a pick. The Bengals play some defense. And, you know, the Bengals got the most coldest kicker in the game. Evan McPherson out of the University Florida of Florida. Bias. Hey, yes. There you go. I, I, I even said go Gators to him when I asked him a question after the game. Oh, <laughs> oh. I got to show love to my man? kid. Got to show love. Got to show love always. But, yo, I think the Bengals, um, we can talk about a Super Bowl matchup if you guys want to wrap up here. But do you count them out? Or are there, it's, it's hard to count on this Bengals team, right? Is it hard to count on this Bengals team against the Rams in the Super Bowl, Tyler and Josina? You can't count them out. Uh, you know, they have been the underdogs for two straight games. They were the favorites against the Raiders going in, but I didn't pick them to beat the Titans. I was wrong. I didn't pick them to beat the Chiefs, obviously, the from Chiefs this again. podcast. <laughs> I was wrong. And I'll probably be picking against them in the Super Bowl. Uh, hey, that's um, Emily, you need that's to make a, a clip part of that. I was wrong and use that as a. Yeah, yeah hot, I was wrong. I'll be, hot hey, hot I'm the first to admit but when I'm wrong. I am the first to I'm admit wrong. when I'm I'm wrong. Wrong. I'm wrong. But, you I'm know, wrong. I don't I think wrong. I'm uh, in the minority. I don't think I'm in the minority when I say LA is better than Cincinnati. Josita, I'm a DJ. Are you kidding me? You all hate when I'm when I'm right. But no, you are right. No. But you see, all you of all the shortcomings right. of the so things that we talked to you about the beginning of the season just showed up. Let me tell you, the Chiefs streak started after Sean McDermott made a call that he shouldn't have made at the end of that uh a game uh, against the Titans, and who do they play after that? And then you see they just start get they just start getting you know all confident and things like that. And what's and wrong being confident? I'm not saying that, but all I'm saying is sometimes you get on a, a carpet ride and you're kind of riding that momentum, and and sometimes that kind of just uh, you know 
oh, what's the word that I'm looking for? It kind of clouds out some of the shortcomings that you have. And eventually they show themselves again. You know, it's not like the te- the the defense became this elite defense overnight. You know, they still have shortcomings. Yes. And I just think that it showed up at the wrong at, at, at a time again where it lets you know that those shortcomings still exist. Well, well, thank, thanks for uh, letting me know that I was wrong for the umpteen time. Uh, mm. Producer Emily, mm. Josina, and Soffit. I hope I'm not wrong in the Super Bowl because I, I'm sure. Oh, who are you picking? I will. Oh, I'm sure oh, I will. Josina, we're not picking yeah. this oh, yeah, week. Sorry. We're, we're not, not picking, picking this yet. We're, we're not picking this week, <laughs> but I think you all know where I'm leaning. Um, and I already <laughs> said, Emily, you can clip. I'm going to pick the Chiefs that. again. That mm. LA mm. is better than Cincinnati, so I said it correctly it this time. <laughs> so go ahead and clip that off. Go ahead. Well, I'm as done, you know, I'm sometimes I'm done getting games, picked on. I'm gonna need counseling after better. this podcast. Sometimes games are not about who's better. Sometimes it's about who's playing better mm-hmm. and who, uh, you know, how they handle pressure. Or how they go in with less Jocene's pressure. Josine's picking the Bengals. I'm look, just, look I'm, oh, I'm definitely saying that the Bengals I'm, have the uh, a chance to. They have. They're capable of beating the Rams. That much I will say. They're capable. I'm not going to say who's going to win. Very read those tea leaves. Stop it. They are very capable. But they are I, also, capable I, I, I agree of with you, Josina. Mm-hmm. I just think the wait. The I just said they're game, capable too. Let's not act like I didn't say they're capable. What did you say? I don't know, producer. Emily, what did you say? <laughs> Mm-hmm. What do you say? It's better than LA. Yeah, see, you know, it's <laughs> oh my just goodness. wrong it's again, wrong head. again, Tyler, wrong <laughs> again. I think the Bengals, I think it's really important for the Bengals in the next two weeks to kind of try to figure out some plays here, whether it's play action, whether it's some screen games like they did that got some, some success against the Chiefs, some kind of diversion to throw that Rams defensive line off because – we all know the Bengals are entering this game with the weakest offensive line here, um, and that Rams defensive front should have a field day. Um, so I think Zach Taylor has about a week and a half to really scheme up some plays that gets these guys in some misdirection and can kind of move the ball upfield and keep that defense at bay. Um, and I think if you're the Rams here, you cannot look at the Bengals as an underdog at all. We saw the Chiefs get bit in the butt because of it. Um, and, you know, you're just hoping for not overconfidence, even though, the Bengals are really young. They're playing with a lot of heart right now. And for the Rams, you better hope there's no overconfidence. And you hope Matt Stafford can deliver in the biggest moment as well. There's going to be a lot of content coming out for the Super Bowl. Please check us out. Tyler's going to be there. Josina's going to be there. I'll be watching from somewhere having a great time. Uh, but please tune in and check back with us every week. And we'll be back next week with our predictions on the Super Bowl. It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder.